Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, Sasquatch and Wildcard Casino up in Blackhawk. They're giving away a Tesla and with gas prices. Why would you not want a Tesla right now? But if you don't, no problem. They're going to give you over $33,000 in cash instead. Grand prize drawings, 4th of July weekend, so that is coming up fast. Don't forget when you go up there to be part of this great promotion, check out their sports book, a great 99-cent menu, and really loose slots. They can't say that. I can. Head up to Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. All right, let's go out to the hotline. Thrilled to bring in Brian Angblum, TV color analyst for the Tampa Bay Lightning, longtime hockey analyst for ESPN, ABC, and NBC. And in my personal opinion, Terry, and I think you would agree with me, say what you want about Gila Floor and Ken Dryden. Brian Angblum on defense is the reason why the Canadians <laughs> won a bunch of Stanley Cups. Would you agree with that, Terry? Absolutely. And you're forgetting that he's a former Wisconsin Badger and a Colorado resident. There you go. He's a Colorado resident. Brian, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. I appreciate the info. Uh, two of the three things are true. The one about the Canadians is absolutely false, but I appreciate you, <laughs> you blowing smoke. Dude, That's you got great. robbed for a third ring. I know that you didn't play a long, a long time with them, but you, you deserved a ring, or at least like one of those, those rings that, that kids love. It's kind of like a sucker. They should have given you one of those. <laughs> Something. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I just played a couple of playoff games, I but I didn't qualify because I didn't play in the finals. But you know what? I got to go in the parade and the parties after. So <laughs> right. It was the next best thing. I just didn't get my name in the cop that first year. Do you even remember? That works. Do you even remember the parties? <laughs> What's the question? Do you even remember the parties? <laughs> got he it. Forgot the question. There we go. Well, yeah. uh, I'm guessing you've been at least part of a couple of parades with the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. Tampa Bay Lightning. What was the yep. difference between the game last night and what we saw previously? Oh, God, light years. Um, so many things. Game one wasn't that bad for the Lightning. I, I know Colorado had puck possession, and I know they dominated scoring chances and, and all that stuff, but it did go to overtime. Uh, the two early goals were uncharacteristic of Vasilevsky, if you go all the way back to the to the first game, um, and then it was three to one at the end of the first, and they come back and they tied it up. And I honestly, honestly thought, well, I've seen this before. I think they're going to win. Well, they didn't. It was a hell of a goal. It was a great play, and Colorado deserved the win. A second game, <laughs> I've been trying to uh, explain that. The Lightning players and the coaches have been trying to explain that everything just went you know where. I mean, it went south so fast. And uh, Colorado, I think Cooper said it the best. He said, We have two elite teams. One played elite and the other one not even close. And 
you know, past that, you know, it's it's seven nothing. It speaks for itself. Have you ever so, seen two yeah. games like that swing so drastically from one end to the other? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I've seen. See, I, I can't quote you a year and a time and teams and all that stuff, but yeah, I've seen it before. Um, I've been saying all along uh, this year and for many years, actually, you don't have a series, especially the the deeper you go and when you get to the finals and it's East versus West, you, you don't know each other. And I've always been a feel guy as a player. I want to have a feel for everybody on the other team, especially the star players. So I was saying that if I was defenseman on the Lightning before game one, I was not sleeping very well thinking about Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCart. <laughs> because, yeah, you know, all the systems in the world and all that stuff, blah, 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 we're going to limit it, we're going to do that, we're going to do this. You come down to one-on-ones, and that's what the game is all about. So uh, they had a plan for that. But the, the interesting thing for me has been all four series in game one, they played – very much the same against Toronto in game one of the first series. They lost 5 nothing. They sat back and they played a defensive game and just kind of receive, 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 defend, defend, defend all the time. And it didn't work so well. And it, didn't, it, it wasn't working great even in game one of this series, but they were even worse in game two. So, and early on in the playoffs, they became this entity, and everybody talked about it. Wow, the Tampa Bay Lightning or this unreal defensive team. Look at the shot blocks and everything else, and blah, blah, blah. Great. But that's only half of their team. They still have Kucherov. They still have Stamkos. They still have Victor Hedman. They still have a lot of guys up front. Alex Kalorin, Sorelli, these guys can score. Braden Point. Um, and you're only seeing half of it. And in game two, I mean, they just stood around. And they were playing basically a 1-3-1, which means you're standing around a lot in the neutral zone. And it wasn't working. So in, in game three, they came out and they showed the other side of what the Lightning are all about. They, they can play offense, and they've established that over the last several years. And I thought this whole defensive thing was like, okay, enough, enough. I don't, Andre Vasilevsky doesn't need five shot blockers in front of him. <laughs> he needs inspiration. And that means Victor Hedman, you know, handling the puck. That means Stamkos going north, Kucherov. Uh, point didn't play, um, but everybody attacking and pushing Colorado back. And then they finally got that in game three, and you saw that it made it a huge difference. Do you think that this Stanley Cup final will be a mirror image of what we saw in the Eastern Conference final, which is Tampa lost the first two games, then they fell behind in game three, and then they blew the doors off the Rangers? I can't predict that. Um, then, why do we have, then why do we have you on the show, Brian? Terry, why'd you ask, <laughs> okay, why'd you ask me to book Brian? <laughs> why'd you ask me to book Brian? Because he's going to tell us the difference differences in the similarities between oh. Victor Hedman and Kale McCarr. Yeah, yeah. Right. Go ahead, well, Brian. But the Rangers are a very good team, but they're not as far along as Colorado is. That's part of the reason. Rangers are a very good team, and they're going to be excellent. And there are a lot of parallels to Colorado over the last year or so but not so much this year. Colorado's been through their pains. They have a very deep team. Joe and his staff, Sackick that is, have done a terrific job. They are ready to win, and they have shown that. There's no doubt about that. So is this the best all-around team? Yeah, it is, that, that the Lightning have seen. And I'm a, as I said, 
you need a game. You need two games in my mind in order to get a real feel for each other. You got a series after two games, and they were down 0-2. The Lightning have been through everything. They yep. were one and one against Toronto. They were two and zero against Florida, and they were zero and two against the Rangers. So they've done it every which way. So I then t- they go zero and two against Colorado, and and so now they're starting to push back. Where it goes from here, I can't predict that. I tipped my hand with, on the question, but but how impressed are you by Kael McCarr and how how are, Victor Hedman is just physically imposing? Uh, but that's the big difference, I guess. But how are Kael McCarr and Victor Hedman the same, and how, how are they different? Well, they're, they're both in the conversation for the Norris for, for reasons. Uh, they are a little different. Kale's a lot younger. Um, he is he's like a hovercraft. It seems like he barely touches the ice. He is somewhere, some combination of Paul Coffey, the way he skates, and mm-hmm. even people have brought up Bobby Orr, which I have never brought up Bobby Orr because I'm a huge, the biggest Bobby Orr fan in the history. But I, I will say, yeah, I can see that because of the way he can, he can dominate play, absolute dominate. He has that escape ability in his own zone where one four-checker comes in, he doesn't even seem to worry about it. He just, he's just thinking about, where am I going to pass this? Yeah, I know this guy is on me, but... He's got he's got horizontal, vertical, every direction, every direction you want, um, he can do it. Victor's different. Victor is six six, two hundred and thirty pounds, and he can skate. Believe me, he can skate. He eats people up, but he has played a lot more conservative because that's the way the Lightning play. That's what they've done the last couple of years when they have won, and they, um, Cooper pointed out, you know, a couple of years ago they're playing against the top defensive teams in the league, like Boston and the Islanders and Dallas, and they were beating them. This year, it's all the top offensive teams. That really shows you something, and it's, it's led by Victor Hedman because he plays more than anybody else. But I didn't want him back blocking shots all the time either. He has been pretty conservative. I'm a little worried about that hit by Lafreniere that sideswiped him, that hit him in the jaw um, in the Rangers series. He hasn't looked exactly the same to me, but at the same time, he has also been a little more conservative than I would like to see him because I'd like to see him do some of the stuff that Kale McCard does, does because he can do it. Will he? I, I'm not quite sure. We are talking with Brian Anglum, Angblum, excuse me, TV color analyst for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Of course, he used to be here covering the Avalanche, two-time Stanley Cup winner with the Canadians and longtime analyst for ESPN, ABC, and NBC. As you might imagine around here, a lot of panic, specifically about Darcy Kemper. As you watched last night's game, how much, and I know Tampa played great, and I believe each line scored, and they are a very deep team. But how much was on the Avalanche defense not playing a great game? How much was on Kemper? And around here, people are saying, boy, better pull Kemper and put in Francois. What would you do? It's really interesting because everybody gets so animated and so emotional yep. when you get to the finals. I, yeah. I get that. I understand. Was it. anybody saying so, pull Vasilevsky uh, after a 7 uh, nothing loss? Probably not. Well, and he didn't, right? right? And I've, I've handled a lot of questions about that the last couple of days, huh. saying, why, why didn't he take him out? I mean, wasn't he, you know, beating him up? No. They have an understanding, and Vassie doesn't want to come out. And, you know, we get different schools of thought because, you know, some goalies will, will want to come out. I mean, the famous Patrick Watt thing, you know, we're talking Colorado yeah. here, right? I so have played my last we, game we, for we, the we, Montreal Canadiens. Right. 
Right. This is a, the 180 degrees away from that. Vasilevsky does not think like that. And this was an understanding that they've had. And Coop is not a goalie puller. doesn't matter who it is, but he's had Vasilevsky the last couple of years. And so their mentality is, like, the team's not doing well. The goalie's going down with everybody else, but he's battling all the way. And if you look at it, I think overall, I, I've thought about this, and I'm not quoting Cooper or Vasilevsky or anybody. This is my own opinion based on what I see. I think they, they must have thought, and Coop must have thought, I'm not going to give Colorado the satisfaction of thinking we have slain the dragon mm. because Vasi has that reputation, the best goalie in the world, and winning six of the last seven series clinching games in the last three years by a shutout, not just winning, by a shutout, six out of seven times. We have slain the dragon. He didn't do that. I right. thought it was freaking brilliant. What would you do with Kemper? What would you do with Kemper if you're Bednar? So if if it's Kemper, I would assume he would come back with Kemper. If he is indeed his number one guy, which words to the effect, um, I felt like that's what Bednar was saying. Um, I think you always go back to that guy. Yep. And that's important because he has to know his room and he has to know his goaltenders. I know the record of Francois, and that speaks for itself. But the problem is for your coach, if you have to think too much about it, what is your team thinking about? And that's the advantage that, that uh, John Cooper has. He doesn't have to spend one second thinking about who's in goal. He doesn't ever put out Brian Elliott. No, he's not. He's, he's just not going to. I mean, if you have, you have the guy who everybody's not just him, declaring the best goalie in the world, is Elliott going to play? No. No, not for a second. Brian, really appreciate your time. Hopefully we'll catch up uh, before the series is over. If it goes seven games, we will see. Wanna, well, I'm guessing you made a prediction before the series started, right? Is that fair to say? <laughs> well, um, I always think the Lightning are going to win. I didn't pick any games, and no, I'm not doing that right now either. Well, as a, as a friend <laughs> I just, of I just watch I just watch the games and talk about it after. Well, as a, as a friend of mine, he used to be the play-by-play voice of the Oklahoma City Thunder used to say to me when he joined the show, he would say, Eric, you know I drink the Kool-Aid. How do you expect me to answer this question? Does that sound about right, Brian? <laughs> well, that's definitely part of it. Yeah. There you go. Brian, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Right. Thank you. Be well. Brian Engblom, the analyst on TV for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Coming up after the break, what should Bednar do? Does he go with Francois, who's undefeated in the playoffs, or does he go back with Kemper? We'll talk about that next. I really don't mind what happens now and then. As long-